0: Hey, everyone, and welcome back to my Blacadian universe. This week, I wanted to talk a little bit about interracial relationships. So let's talk about it. So I've mentioned before that I grew up in a predominantly white neighborhood. And um, that made for an interesting situation, dating wise. Um, (laughs) So for those of you that are familiar with a 90s television show, I believe was 90s, um, the Saved by the Bell and uh, <laughs> it, uh i did watch the show um back in the day and uh it was interesting because there was a character lisa turtle that i kind of we made the joke those in the know um my one of my good girlfriends that was black did, we did not go to the same school um but we she also you know, grew up in um, a a predominantly white neighborhood as well. And, um, we, there, the character Lisa Turtle was one of the only black, uh, characters that you routinely saw at Bayside High in their high school. And however, whenever there was, um, a dance or romantic situation, um, lo and behold uh there would be a young black man that they would produce for Lisa to date and so um you know (laughs) my girlfriend made this joke that we were expected to be the Lisa turtles like we were supposed to magically produce um uh black guy to date whenever there was like, uh, you know, high school dance coming up. And that just wasn't the case. Um, You know, most high school students um, did not, you know, just routinely access people that weren't inside their, you know, high school, other high schools in the surrounding area, just, you know, around and, you know, where I lived, there wasn't that many, um, black men. However, (laughs) there was one guy, um, that was in my grade that happened to be, um, black. And so I would get the question, are you going with, uh, him anytime there was a, uh, you know, dance or whatever the case may be and he was absolutely lovely and of course I was friendly with him because frankly uh when you're one of like three black students in the entire grade yeah you kind of gravitate towards each other you know you have to um just for sanity but um not in that way it was just a a way we were very different uh people and you know (laughs) I always think of you know one of my uh, friends Diana uh, uh, who was you know knew me quite well you know um, this man was very quiet and you know sweet and you know it doesn't seem like it uh, because I you know have this podcast and I I do enjoy talking Uh, but I do present you know shy and quiet and um, so people obviously thought that we were a good match and so of course my close friends who knew me and knew that I was like crazy, um, <laughs> she would always just say that you would just like destroy him. And I was like, what you're so mean. But it was true. Like I, you know, he just um from what I knew of him, uh I could not do that to him. <laughs> but uh the the point is that um you know everyone just assumed I we were friendly uh me and this young black man but we weren't like even in the same circle of friends um we rarely interacted you know socially we didn't like hang all the time so there was no reason for people to think that we would just magically pair off and you know be together when it came to this date except to make people feel comfortable and so what I quickly realized um And, of course, in watching the TV show as well, Saved by the Bell, I quickly realized that to see um, an interracial couple on television or even among my friends, it would make people very uncomfortable. And that was... um, It was difficult to digest because these people were my friends and you know in high school your friends are close they're like your family um it means a lot to have your friends in your life but it was a little it was um it was a dividing line between you know the friends that I held dear and the friends that I it was a fracture it it just immediately those people that asked me oh are you going with him you know I just they were immediately put on notice (laughs) uh I I sort of you know held them at arm's length because I thought before you come to me with that question you should have been doing some soul searching and it, it just showed that you know they didn't see me as a full person. They saw me as black. Are they collecting me as their, like, you know, black friend? Do they feel special that they have, you know, a, a black friend? They feel extra cool. Uh, am I, like, not, you know, a, a full human being? Like, do they not see my personality? Do they not see uh, someone else that I would be better suited to? Um, and it hurt. It was a very, you know, I. You know, it was nice when I had friends that I could laugh about it with because it took that sting out of it. But it was a serious question to me. And because these people are, you know, my supposed friends, I didn't come at them and be like, uh, what do you mean? Um, I would now, but you know, in high school, I wasn't, um, <laughs> as aggressive, uh, all the time with, you know, me forcing people to confront their racial biases. Um, I wish I had, but you know, I, I tend to be kind to uh generally and also um to people that, you know, maybe aren't realizing just how hurtful their intentions are. Um So I um it's one of the things that for racism is very, um, true to Canada. I feel like this, um, ideal of not having to, you know, we measure our level of racism, uh, to our neighbors to the south, to the United States, and so we're often left ignorant of how racist, um, Canada truly is um, by just you know because it isn't so overt then it means that we have no work to do and I feel that um, perhaps uh, my peers wouldn't have been me asking me this question if they felt like they were doing it in a racial racist context They felt like they felt protected by being Canadian, by being my friend, by, you know, this, you know, veil of multicultural acceptance that they could just be like, flat out, like, you know, he's black, you're black, I assume you're, you know, together. Um, They didn't realize just how offensive that question was. So them my friends seeing me with someone other than that black man made them uncomfortable and um it wouldn't look right to them if I was with somebody uh that wasn't black and it made them uncomfortable maybe even a bit scared and I know that they were too ashamed to admit it and um, it's one of the things that I think a lot of people when we say do the work um, and not placing that burden on the oppressed is that you should think that rationally I mean you should think to yourself why would I assume that they would be going together like what you know they hung out a couple times like they don't really seem to hang out outside of school like um in talking to my friend like she never mentioned that she had a crush on him like I mean that was like 85 percent of our conversations like why would it just you know come out of the blue and um the fact that I had to defend not going with him um, was just, an it's just one of the added experiences and you know of being the um, one of the only black girls in a predominantly white school and um, you know. <laughs> They, I, um, <laughs> I distinctly remember. I'm just thinking if I want to tell this story, but yeah, yeah, well, I will. I remember one of my crushes, just, uh, you know, one of my ex friends, you know, just mentioned that, you know, he could never possibly be interested in me. And, you know, I was like, why, you know, I was like, excuse me, that hurt. Because, you know, as a young woman, you know, when someone likes you and I knew he liked me. Uh, So and then she was just like, oh, well, uh," like she was, you know, really struggling to find a reason. And it was strictly because she felt like he was too good to me for me. He was a very popular guy. Also, he was like... Uh, a couple of years older than me which in high school is uh, a no-no and uh, especially in our grades um, I was like in grade nine or a freshman I think is what uh, said in the states and he was in grade 11 so you know that's a bit of a difference and um, but anyways we were in like an extracurricular activity together and you know we spent time after school together it was a whole thing and anyways um I was like excuse me um what the hell and uh I I have to say I did a bit of gloating when it was confirmed to be true um but um it was a matter of a th- something that I've talked about a lot and it's just that you know black women are often seen as being undeserving of love um, you know being the stereotype of being you know angry or tough or you know self-sufficient all the time like not needing a soft place to be or to land those are all things that makes us not a stereotypical woman and it also makes us less human And, um, you know, this whole lie of racism and particularly around making black people seem less than human so that we can do, you know, white people can do inhumane things to them like slavery and separating families and just, you know, awful, awful things. Um, You know, you have to tell a lie about how they're less than you to make it okay. And, you know, people still feel those lies you know they know on the surface that it's true but obviously there was some part of my peers that felt that that was applied to me the people that I spent time with socially that you know I invited into my home into my world into my life they still saw me as less than them uh some of them did and that was a real biting sting of racism in the sense that these were people good people that I you know cared very deeply for and you know I knew that I had to kick them out of my life because you know I wasn't taking that kind of crap (laughs) you know even at 14 I was like you're done and It was it was hard. It's something I didn't want to do. And it was hard. And, um, you know, it's, it sits with me, it still sits with me that it makes me um, it makes me sad that this lie has carried on for so many years. And it's, embedded in the psyche of you know people that don't even know where they're getting it from that this feeling has crept in and poisoned their mind and I feel like if they knew they were receiving these messages they would reject them but you know it's that piece that we have to do that work that you know people have to challenge these ideals and I can't I can't do it for them you know I I don't want to have to do that work I just wanted to be you know crushing on a guy in high school and just you know have my friends rally around me and support me and you know they did they did it was uh (laughs) um my my true friends did and that was wonderful despite you know what they he looked like and um I uh I know that even now, even all these years later, that um it's still something that makes people very uncomfortable seeing um, a black women with white men and you know black men with white women and uh it's something that has a long history and um uh i can understand, you know, that discomfort, but it's something that definitely needs to be challenged because love is love, people are people and, you know, Um, It's a, it's something that we can't let our, um, our past dictate, you know, our, our heart. And uh... (laughs) so I guess I just wanted to end with saying that um, we should be challenging ourselves if you see a couple of different races um together and it doesn't look right to you I encourage you to wonder why that is you know try and you know focus on seeing you know how they laugh together how they sit together you know um if they're vibing basically, um, you know, try and look past their, you know, outward differences because I think you'll, you know, see that there's a reason, uh, you know, why they're together. Um, and, you know, that goes for, you know, gender, skin color, just, you know, see past, you know, what you've been taught is right what you think is right. And, um, I think you'll, what will be revealed is a thing of beauty. So I think, you know, we should definitely, uh, you know, focus on that. Thanks so much for listening. I'll talk to you guys next time.